This edition of How To Be A CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. Not so long ago, well, actually it is quite a while back, but let's not admit it on this show. Video games weren't the multi-billion dollar industry that they are now. I used to love arcade games. I used to play in the arcades, you know, Asteroids and... Space Invaders, believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough for that. Back in the day, you know, I, I never had an Atari. Maybe I'm showing my age, but I didn't have an Atari. My friends did, and I remember playing that. I had the kind of tabletop Astro Wars and Scrambler, it was called then, which was kind of like Defender. This is an invitation to meet Damien Barnes, the EMEA SVP of streaming platform Twitch, a man who's always loved a good video game. Yeah, always been passionate about gaming. It's always been that kind of thing where, is there anything on TV? No, press that, you know, that little X on my on my controller and it up boots the Xbox and, you know, if my wife is busy doing something else, away I go. I'm a big Call of Duty fan, but I'm also a Forza fan. I'm on the Xbox, as does my 11-year-old, and believe it or not, as does my two-year-old. She has literally managed to, to drive the souped-up car that my, my 11-year-old put together. And soups up. So this is a story about what happens when your ideal job didn't even exist when you were a kid and what it's like to create it. They were just on everyone's lips. The numbers that people were were referencing in terms of its growth, in terms of strategy and operations. They needed someone who could continue to develop the vision, continue to kind of formulate the strategy and execute that. I'm David Marlson from the Evening Standard. Twitch's HQ in London is exactly what you'd expect, maybe even hope it would be, with Star Wars memorabilia on the shelves, Pokemon statuettes dotted around, merchandise from games like Assassin's Creed lining the corridors. But this is the home to a very serious business. There are 31 million visits to the platform every single day. Amazon paid $970 million all cash to buy the company in 2014. These days, its net worth is estimated to be around $5 billion, and it's still early days. Damien's running a huge broadcasting player with an unknown potential. So how did he get there? 
Twitch obviously started as a streaming platform for gamers, didn't it? But it's so much more than that now. There are so many different content providers on that platform. How did you get to where you are now? In our formative years, it absolutely was centred around gaming and the gaming community. And I think that probably came from the fact that a lot of gamers are um, hugely techni technologically savvy. They were early adopters. They embraced the service. They started, you know, playing around with it, having fun with it. People had those shared passions. I mean, gaming is one of the, the biggest entertainment categories in the world. So you had this incredible um, foundation. Uh, born out of gaming and the gaming industry and people who are passionate about it and who have formed communities around it. So it got that ignition point with gaming. But gamers and um, gaming isn't a single interest point for people. People who are into gaming are also into a whole host of other um, forms of entertainment and areas of passion and interest. Sports, politics, you know, other areas, hobbies, you know, you, you name it, it's alongside gaming. So it never sits in isolation. And I think that evolution that I think you're pointing towards, where it came from a heartland of gaming into something that is so much more than that now in terms of categories and content, I, I think that was just borne out of the fact that um, people have a multitude of interests and, and shared passions. So was it a deliberate decision to evolve or did it just kind of happen almost by accident i think at its heart the the kind of the setup or the technology enabled that kind of diaspora of 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 content and categories um and that evolution um gaming at its heart lent itself very well to the twitch service what we had was um people wanting to watch other people play games which some people don't really understand but if you think about it you want to watch someone who's good at something. You want to catch those live moments when something funny or incredible happens whilst uh, gameplay is going on. And that's no different, for example, to live sports, where you want to see the best of the best, you know, and, and just as kids will watch a football match on television and replicate what Ronaldo did in terms of attempting the overhead kick that, that he did and, and scored the goal, they do the same with gaming. You know, uh, people want to watch games. They want to see people who are artful and hugely capable. And the way they maneuver through those games and, and win and lose, I think is of incredible uh, interest to people. Are we in a new era of presenting now? I mean, how close can a streamer get to their viewers? It's pretty unique, but it's also been, been a pioneer in, in kind of many of the technologies and the tools that are there, you know, including things like, you know, the, the ability to subscribe to an individual creator, to uh, gift virtual goods in the form of bits. And I, I think that interaction in a monetary sense is an important factor when you, when you consider the value exchange that goes on. Also the interaction capability, whereby you can talk to the person who is effectively broadcasting to you. And you can talk to someone who is virtually alongside you in the audience. And that's relatively, you know, uh, unique. And it's not something that you really get anywhere else. And I think we've seen that kind of snowball over the last decade where people have really enjoyed that experience. They've really valued those connections with the streamer and the streamers valued it with their communities as well. And they built long-standing relationships. But as Twitch has developed and gone into all of these new areas, how do you manage to do that and still 
retain focus on what you're best at. In a way, I think you answered the question, which is effectively focusing on what the service represents, and that is the interactive live streaming technology side, but most importantly, the community side. And, and if you remain laser focused on those pillars, everything else becomes almost kind of ancillary. It doesn't distract you, it augments you as a service, as a plan, as a game plan for the business and a, and a future direction for the company as well. So when the community takes you to different areas, are you able to predict where things are going or again does it just kind of happen not with absolute certainty can you predict where you'll be but um, you can absolutely see what is trending and you can see the data you can you know you hear the sentiment from your your community uh, you can obviously listen to it and understand it we get incredible feedback from our community not always hugely positive sometimes they tell us they don't like certain things and that's a that's a learning process you know we're not always going to do things absolutely right in the eyes of all of our communities but we are going to make decisions that we believe um at their heart are the right thing to do for for the service and our and our community but you will see trends in the data often very early on and if it's very meaningful and you know statistically relevant then you will make decisions based on that that data um, and that sentiment and that qualitative uh, dialogue that you you will have with your communities where they are very excited about something, they're seeing immediate payback in terms of audience growth. Um, a great example would be sports talk. That's an example of an area where, you know, we, we've seen incredible growth, not just in viewership, but in terms of, I guess, innovation as well. So we have the likes of Ibayanos in Spain, we have True Geordie in the UK, Fabrizio Romano, bringing sports content and in particular football content or soccer, as they say in the States, to the fore. Then it becomes something that's substantive and meaningful and something that we think about in terms of how do we support this? How do we further engage with, with our communities in this area? How do we think about product in this area? What are the nuanced needs for this category? And how, how do we kind of support its continued growth? Would you do a live sporting event? So we'd never say never about live sports, but I think how it will be done on Twitch will be different to what you see. And I would lean towards how much is defined by our creators and our communities, particularly in the sports arena. I think you'll see continued innovation there. I think, you know, the unique qualities Twitch brings to, this, to sports entertainment and discussion and commentary even, the interaction capabilities I think are unique you know if you're watching a sports broadcast on television the person discussing or the pundit commentating um, you can't immediately interact with them they don't immediately interact with a comment in their stream or you know the person sitting on their sofa at home whereas Twitch they can and they do and everyone's still learning because it's a relatively new area but I think you'll see that develop become richer um more rewarding for both the, the streamers, uh, the sports industry, and also our, our, our communities. Can brands work with Twitch? You've obviously done work with lots of them, for example, Burberry. How did that one go? How successful can these kinds of partnerships be for you? The thing about the Burberry stream was that they understood the, the key facets of the Twitch experience. They, they, they saw you know, the, those unique 
elements that would enable that interaction with with people who are passionate about their brand, passionate about fashion, passionate about, you know, um, live streaming. I think there were people who possibly weren't into high-end fashion that tuned in because they were just wanted to see what was going on. If you, I don't know if you caught that that show, but it was it was fascinating to me. Um, and you know, we've seen the likes of Porsche as well. Uh, they have actually done a, a couple of live streams on Twitch. Uh, the most recent one was the Tag Heuer uh, partnership, and that that really brought to life. You know, people playing games as part of that experience as well. So they really lent into it. And I think, you know, I think Dior as well. We've had doing really interesting stuff on the service. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you're going to see, you know, five million brands suddenly all flooding into Twitch and doing their their thing. But I think you'll see brands that are knowledgeable, understanding of the the, the Twitch experience, the Twitch technologies, the communities on Twitch, and their expectations and their desire for authenticity from brands. I think you'll see brands that really tune into that doing very well on the service and embracing it. And I, th I think that will be very, very interesting over the next few years. Let's take a break. If you're enjoying the show, take a moment to hit that follow or subscribe button. We've got loads of episodes coming up that I think you might enjoy. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Twitch is still best known for gaming. What is next for gaming itself on the site? Uh, who, who knows? I, I I certainly know it will be uh, a very deep area of focus for us. And and by gaming, I think gaming itself is involving as an industry. I'm not going to use any buzzwords akin to you know the metaverse, but I, I think virtual worlds I think are already self evident in some games already and achieving some very big successes. So. Gaming itself is just going to continue to grow. And we've seen, I think, um, in Q4, the gaming category on Twitch grew 75%. So Q4 last year grew 75% year on year. And that's despite all the other things that are going on. Absolutely, yeah. In parallel to the growth of, you know, the almost superhuman growth of the other categories, we've seen gaming continue to uh, eclipse what I call the macro growth rates of the industry itself in, and our viewership continue to escalate in gaming. And I, and I think that's that's just the, the richness of the industry itself being reflected in in viewership, in streaming. You know, the content itself. You you, you talk to the, I guess, the dependency or criticality of Twitch in um, illuminating or bringing visibility to games and new games in particular. And you're absolutely right. I think the most recent one was Elden Ring. We saw just absolutely phenomenal. Um, viewership going on there and interaction and community interest and other games of that ilk as well you know have have, have have seen similar kind of record viewership numbers as well what's it actually like 
working here at Twitch? Um, it's just been phenomenal. Just we've got an amazing team here in in our European offices. You know, hugely capable people, hugely passionate people, passionate not just about Twitch but their own development, yearning for learning, curious. I guess I'm curious as well. I've always been curious, and it was a challenge. You know, it was. I've I've never wanted to be super comfortable. I've always wanted to keep building the muscle, keep learning, um, keep maybe making mistakes in, in in some ways and learning from them and doing better next time and improving on the back of that. Every day I literally come in here and or if I'm not here if I'm remote working, unfortunately for the past two years, you, you know you're talking to to our our teams and people and they're just so excited about this new thing that's happening they want to share this trend that they're seeing hey have you seen this we've just did you know on our slack channels we get you know information this channel's just blown up we've just had um gref g in spain has done um you know the exclusive Fortnite skin it's just broken the world record for a live Twitch stream at almost two and a half million people have concurrently viewed that, you know, and you're suddenly taken aback because you didn't necessarily plan for that outcome in absolute terms, but you did play a supporting role and your teams did. And I, I, I like to think our teams feel empowered to do that stuff without necessarily my um, kind of overarching oversight. Yeah, even when you don't know exactly what could be possible, you're creating the kind of structure that makes all kinds of unexpected things possible to do. Exactly. Exactly that. And one of the things we do regularly here is challenge our own assumptions. What was true two years ago, you know, what you could bet on two years ago might not be, you know, the foregone conclusion that it was. I think truth has a half-life when it comes to technology and consumer behavior and culture and you know betting on those those trends can be right historically but going forward you always need to question that that whether those um assumed growth vectors or or, or dynamics will remain constant and that's enjoyable as well so a lot of people listening to this interview are probably thinking I'd quite like to start a Twitch stream, or maybe they already have one and they're thinking, how do I make this better? What kind of tips can you give them? How easy is it for them to do it? Don't assume it's complicated because it, it really isn't. I think there there's a bit of a myth around the complexities and how sophisticated you need to be to be a Twitch streamer. The fact we have 8 million people doing that and streaming every month tells you that this is actually a pretty mainstream activity. All you really need is a microphone, a camera, and a PC or a mobile phone, and you're off. And the reward you're seeking isn't necessarily gonna be baked around a thousand users or a thousand community members and viewers or 10,000. As long as you're going for an area that is of high interest to yourself, one that you're passionate about, one that perhaps you have a viewpoint on that others will find interesting and want to engage with, doesn't necessarily have to be unique, but people just want to have those connections around shared areas of passion and interest. So it's about getting going and just experimenting and do it for enjoyment, you know, do it for for the, the feedback and the positivity you will undoubtedly receive from whether it's one viewer or 10 or a thousand. 
in a more formal sense, we do support streamers that are trying to get up and going. We have uh, Creator Camp, which kind of handholds you around all of the, the logistics, the, the, the kind of the technical aspects, but also the tips for success. And success is defined by not, like I said, these huge numbers in terms of viewership, but in terms of streamer enjoyment and community enjoyment and interaction. This has been an invitation to meet and it's always a pleasure to meet you. Let's make it a date. We're around every Monday morning. You can join us whenever you like. See you again soon.